Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. My name is Ross Pepper. Almost 15 years ago, I discovered we are all infinitely more powerful than we realize. And now it's my life's purpose to help you discover your greatness. Alistair McDonald. Hey, Ross. Al is, has founded multiple businesses, including one he recently took from startup to 50 mil turnover. He works as a business coach, helping teams achieve powerful results. And we have Luke Farrar. Hello. Luke is the CEO and founder of LF Signs. He loves sales so much, I think he'll never give it up. So he'd best introduce himself. Yeah, so I'm an, I'm an all-around nice guy, great salesman, funny as fuck, extremely good-looking, uh, and I don't know what modesty is as yet, but I'm, I'll find it eventually. <laughs> Thanks, mate. The three of us are Aussie blokes, we're dads, and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships, and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be absolutely guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Hello, gentlemen, and welcome back. Welcome to episode number 54. 54. 54. 54. I'm glad I got a few years to go. Yeah, yeah I can't even think to that age. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, that means we've done more than, uh, more than a year. Oh, yeah, it's cool, huh? Mm. I was telling someone about what I say. What have you done this year? I was going, oh, you know, dot dot dot, and then we sort of dug down into it. I said, what have you done personally? I said, oh, I'll do a podcast and this and that. I go, hang on a sec, like you know, all this stuff started <laughs> opening up. And go, oh, yeah, I've done a bit. Mm. Just to stick at a stick at a podcast um, for a year mm. uh, is pretty damn good. Like yeah. it's, you know must mean something i enjoy coming here each week and you know mm-hmm. um, discovering a bit more about you guys and myself it's a discovery it's a yeah. leveling discovery hmm. so yep. yeah so where are we at? Yes. i think i think we've got a growing list of topics don't we what they constantly yes what so were you left with last time? leadership leadership, leadership. And, and oh, so we're going to miss out on your list again <laughs> But well, some of these things are on it. Oh, yeah, like so the, the loneliness of, of running a small business, micro-business, that's all right. It's, it's on the list. That'll tie into right. what we'll, we talk about, though, we, you know. So uh, for those of you who are lonely, just stay lonely for another couple of weeks. We'll get to you. <laughs> yeah, there's merit. Yeah, there's yeah, there's definitely merit in um, running a, uh, you know, a small business, like a micro-business. So you're not always alone, especially with technology. Well, well I've I... actually started a Facebook group called Micro um, Business Community. Yeah, literally yeah. for the micro business owners right, yeah. to be in a community with it's each good. other because right, yeah. it's so important that they get to talk to each other. Yeah. Can I um, obviously don't take any action if you don't agree, but you, both of you actually are taking part in an event that I'm coordinating, leading, mm-hmm. leading. Yeah. No, Luke's leading now. Yeah. Luke's yeah. leading And yeah. so I'm supporting. Um, so we could put a link Follow this podcast and invite all those people to take a look. Yeah, it would be perfect for micro business owners. Yeah, it'd be awesome networking, etc. So if you're happy, Ross, yeah, 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 we'll put a link in there. Yeah, yeah, it's probably in a couple of weeks. So perfect timing. And it isn't, and it isn't as we spoke about it. It isn't, um, it isn't your standard sort of. Oh mate, no, you know, course over three months. You know, you've you've got to achieve this to you know to to come out the other side. It's more. It's fairly organic with a group of people that um, you know, highly experienced in many different areas of life. Um, and it's actually business all about coaching, life community. coaching. It's all about community. Yeah. It is all about forming a community 
that supports every participant in that community. So for those that are feeling alone, it could be an awesome opportunity. And you often don't know what you want. Yeah, so you're not going to be clear on exactly what you want out of an event or even where you're at, but it's worth coming along to explore what that is. All right. So, yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. actually a really, really awesome point. There's when I um, if I ever ask someone for testimony, in fact, I, all my clients I say, Hey, you need some testimony. This is the structure. One of the questions in there is, What was the unexpected result that you got? Yeah. And that's usually the biggest goal in the whole thing. It's like, well, I went there to get this, this, and this. Did you get those? Yeah, I got this, this, and this. But you know what else I got? Yeah. I also got this. I didn't know I needed it, but it was way better than anything that I was expecting. Mm. So that, yeah, that's a great point. So that's something that... The unknown unknowns. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. come along and, and unpack that unknown. And that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... it's so my business partner, he has a mad passion for the concept of the black swan. And yep. the black swan is the unknown unknown. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and so the story is simply, until the first European sighted Australia and went back, swans were white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they saw a black swan. <laughs> oh, hang on. Swans are they also black. black. Yeah, yeah. Until no. that, they were white. Like, there's a saying, as white as a swan. You know? Yep. So, um, a black swan ain't very white. You know? So... There's a whole concept that comes out of that, which is there's unknown unknowns. They can have a massively positive impact yeah, or a massively negative impact. Yeah. In fact, we're running around in life believing everything we believe to be 100% true and accurate and we'll argue and fight tooth and nail and you know often to the death about what we believe. But that doesn't make it right. You know, for, for how long did the human race think that the earth was flat? It didn't make it right or wrong just because we believed it was flat. We all behaved like it was flat. We all had an agreement that it was flat. And I would wager there were always some that didn't agree and just their voice was never recorded because it wasn't permitted to be recorded. Yeah, yeah, because it just wasn't believed. So it's like, oh, like don't be ridiculous. Um, Conspiracy theorists. Yeah, so now everybody (laughs) believes it's round and everybody agrees that it's round. Everybody behaves like it's round. That doesn't make it round. The belief doesn't doesn't make the reality. Um, but we act and behave like it does. And if we get enough agreement, we can make anything real. Yeah. So we we behave, society behaves with a set of laws that we've created and we all behave like those laws are just and accurate and, and everything else. And that's the way it should be. And there's there's global, not full agreement, but currently there's enough global agreement that we put people in jail for the crimes that they do. Yeah. And that's the behavior rather than rehabilitation. We actually punish them for what they've done. And there's a shift for that, and hopefully it's going to shift and we actually help the people that are, that are in this horrible place that they're in. But nonetheless, at the moment, we have a global agreement that that's the best way to, you know, to treat a criminal is to punish them. Which, by the way, is a massive failure of simple logic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is. It's punish someone yeah. for punishing someone else. Yeah. You, because you did something wrong, we'll do something wrong against you. Like, yeah. It's just illogical. And, and the odds are that they actually had something done wrong to them as a, like exactly. a, in their childhood. They were treated really poorly from the day they were born when they yeah. were unable to do anything about it. And they learnt that that's what the world was. So they've now grown up in a world that is full of hate. And that's all they've ever known. Now, we, we, we agree with them by treating them with more hate. Yeah. We stick them in a jail with other people that have known nothing but hate so that they can be hated by another, you know, another group of people. And before anyone starts to savage ass for ignoring the plight of poor, you know, 
people who have been orphaned or whatever by violence. Yeah, we get it. And you know what? Yeah. Go and speak to those people and you'll find out the ones that have worked on themselves don't have any hate. They have less than you. They don't have mm. something against the person that apparently blighted them. It, the people that actually experience these things are forced usually to do something about it. Now, yeah. it might be the default choice of becoming a problem themselves for others. Yeah. However, many look it in the face and see that as the opportunity for them to, to learn something and to expand themselves. Yeah. And so this is not taking away, it's not, not dispassionate, it's not uncompassionate, mm. it's not taking away that someone wronged someone. We get that. It's just what we do about that can make a massive difference afterwards. And that, yeah, nothing truly changes until, you know, we have an insight around, you know, what's happening. Mm. And that, and that's to say that, you know, a lot of people in the jail system <clears throat> do have insights and they do turn their life around. So they might yep. see someone in jail or meet someone in jail that it completely makes sense that, you know, that that's a better path for me. And even if it's not the right path, it's a better path than what I was on. And you see yep. a lot of people that do rehabilitate themselves you know, which you think, well, where'd they find that steely reserve to, you know, get through all of this? Because through, through mm. challenge, you know, um, and and toughness, you know, that 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 evolves the human spirit. We dig deep, we look within ourselves to find what we need to to make the change in life to become a better human being. And and I do believe that, you know, there's there's a fair majority out there that do do that. You know, and, and that's that's the inspiring thing. So, yeah. although yeah, it's the- a general consensus that that's the way it goes. You know, there's there's people out there that are, are trying to change that, which is which is great. Yeah. We just don't probably see enough of it, right? The, the, no. the good example of that is the people on death row. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a massive number of them transform. They know their that their life is over, and the closer they get to the end, they're like, "Hey, you know what? I've totally blown this." It shouldn't take that, though. It shouldn't take. And and again, no, no. It, but that's an example yeah. of the fact that there is goodness in people. Yeah, oh, for So sure. they are the worst, they are, as far as society would be concerned, the worst people because you're putting them to death. Yeah. Right? And you feel justified in doing that. Uh, now, a lot of places have got rid of the death penalty, sure. So, but, you know, that's the shift in the consciousness that an agreement with the human race that, you know, in the community that, that's a, that we shouldn't be doing that, which is yeah. great. But that in itself is the fact that the worst of the people that you're going to put to death transform to be the best of people. Okay, and then you still put them down anyway. Yeah. Now, um, the the understanding that the best of them is in them, like we're all great people. We all love the human race. We're all amazing parts of community. If you know that is at the core of us, but some stuff can happen to us to muddy our waters. Um, you know, if we're treated badly, we're likely to respond. But you're now saying death row is a good thing, then? No, I'm saying that um, goodness is in people. Well, it's everybody goodness to, yeah. is in everybody regardless of what you've seen or, or, or believed about what somebody has done or anything else goodness is at the heart of everybody is what I'm saying it's just I think you said many or most or yeah absolutely transform so yeah doesn't that imply that it's a good thing there's well, hard cases that are committed oh, so no, well, yeah, no, yeah it's the key that people do have it in them to, to you know it brings out the good in them well, why, why, why put someone through that and then put them down when they're good it's justice so is that's that, that's so when and this is the mantra yep so I think it's I don't know in, in the states there's a couple of states that still have the death penalty they say if you kill anyone in our community a child a man a woman a police officer mm-hmm. you will face the death penalty mm-hmm. okay so it's, that's so it's justice it's right? Old Testament law yeah, yeah. So, and that's just what it is again I don't support it I'm just saying this is what I, I know of it 
and that when it comes to you know the person's ready to die mm. they bring in the family they stay you know in a hotel that's close to it and mm. you know their daughters that their dad was shot in the face you know 15 20 years ago you know probably little kids but they're still going through this mm. Uh, mm. it's every two years and then they give a stay of execution so they spend a week in a hotel anticipating to see justice and then it doesn't happen mm. and it's like well it's tough you know, and this guy who's saying, like, oh, it was just it was just stupid. I was a kid and it was stupid. I came around the corner and I just pulled out the gun and I just pulled the trigger and I shot the guy in the face. And he was a cop and he had a family and daughters. And he goes, I genuinely, if I could change it, mm. I would. You know, he goes, I, you know, and then they go back through this guy's life, you know, that he was at high school and he was a good athlete and he had a girlfriend. And, you know what I mean? Things were all right for him. And he sort of just went off the rails a little bit and it's quite a common story yeah sort of fell in with the wrong crowd for a very short time and then that happened and that's the rest of his life so but there's you know there's two sides of the coin well there's know. a segue back from what you just said to what ross started with leadership yeah so and 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 i'll so i'll use my example right i've still got lots to learn about leadership so don't get me wrong however i've always had it expected of me and I always knew that. Even as a kid, I somehow knew that people were expecting me to do better, be better. Mm. And I was that kid. I was so I was stealing stuff, vandalizing stuff, badging cars, lighting fires. Yeah. I was doing everything short of the real. I've never stole a car. Yeah. Never torched a car, but I was badging. You know, yeah. So I was going close. And I'd say that the the only thing that kept me away from it at the end of the day was my mum kept saying, "Ah, you keep following those bad people." I knew I was not following anybody. Yeah. It was me. And so if she was right, I might have been that person who just kept following dickheads until I became the biggest dickhead. Yeah. But because ultimately I, I somehow I, I understood leadership to a degree, I eventually led myself away from that crap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm the same. I, I was, you know, not a bad group, but they're a lot older than me, the boys. So I just used to fit in, but I wasn't a leader in, in any way, shape or form. I, I well, well have... not... At, at that point, so if there was in a in a like a group or a gang environment, do you know what I mean? I wasn't. I was, you know, as a guy, I just sort of turned up, and it was a place to for me to fit in, and you know, I could communicate with people that were what I thought, you know, on the level. Um, and what changed for me is that I just felt this wasn't sustain. It wasn't sustainable. I thought so. Mm. If I do what I'm doing now, okay, picture that for the next 10, 15 years, what's that going to look like? I thought, oh fuck, that's that's horrible. What, like, what, what am I going to get out of it? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I suppose I was, I was smart enough to just realise well, it, it for what it is. Yeah, potentially. You so, actually yeah. did have a vision. So you had a vision. Yeah. You didn't realise you had a vision. You thought, okay, I've got a vision for the future that doesn't match the current path I'm on. Yeah. Set a new vision, change my path. And it turned pretty quickly and to the point where like most of the guys I know, well, knew, hmm. um, three or four are dead. Two, two are serving near on life sentences uh, you know a mate that I used to know really well he got shanked in the neck by a, by his partner's ex um, another one yeah he's mangled in a car wreck like it, it goes on um, yeah I had yeah, a, like I had the same yeah. the same thing most of the guys that there was a point in my life and most of those guys are either dead in a jail as well um, and it's it's extraordinary to to watch that but uh, that's where I think understanding leadership is really important because if we're not the leader of a group, we think that we're not leaders. Yeah. However, mm. our simple act of 
going along with it is leading others that it's okay to go along with it. Yeah. All it takes is one person to say no and somebody else might go, you know what, I agree with the no. Yeah. That, and but if, that, that's but if the you general consensus. Yeah, but yeah, if you don't do the terms. no, yeah. then, then you're leading as well. And we, we act like we're not the leader because somebody else was leading. Oh, it wasn't me. They, they, were, they were the ones leading the group. Um, I'm just some poor little pawn in this. No, no, we're all leaders. Every single one of us in every situation all the time. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll have people, you know, you get a group of people and you go, okay, who's a leader? Um, who in this room is a leader? And no you know, hands go up. <laughs> yeah, well, no, pretty much everybody, everybody's hand will go, you know, who believes that we're all leaders? You know, and you'll get most hands. But if you get someone that doesn't put up their hand, you know what? They're actually hoping that other people will follow them and also not put up their hand. Yeah. Oh, they are absolutely deep, a leader. Because yeah. if they weren't a leader, they just follow everybody else. Yeah. But you've got to find that path. That's what we were talking about last week. Um, I was speaking to a guy who, uh, he, he's a leader in his own right, mm-hmm. um, but it took him a while to discover that, and he's a pretty wild and woolly character, um, but he made a really good point. He said, you know, most of the really successful people, have it's their heart. He goes, their heart's open, right? And he goes, what I mean by that is that he has, you know, they have the ability to, now, obviously, you know, empathy, listen, um, but also that feminine archetype. So that's that nurturing side of things, right? And the reason we spoke about that is through... Um, so can we talk about his version of success? His his version of... Well, and, and I'd just be... I think be, it's important in this context. Yeah, I'd just be hypothetical, but his version of success is... Um, is in, in his world right now, and that changes, is um, freedom... So freedom to do whatever the fuck he wants. And I'm talking like, cool, Susie, I'm going to New York fucking next month to go and, you know, work with this person. Just book the tickets. Mm-hmm. Done. We're going. He's been to Israel, Egypt. Um, fucking his tail. He's just reeling it up. I'm going, what are you doing? He's, he's going to a, um, a yoga retreat, silence for eight days to work with, um, with people. So he's in that spiritual space. So he's very, you know, he's a very... Um, very spiritual individual um, and yeah he goes two years ago I'd be going no way I'd be considering all the things about why I can't you know or like nah you know there's just mm. too much to do and he goes fuck it I just I'm just doing it and and that's what we're talking about the different chakras in the body and that having our third eye which is our, our vision you know knowing what we're here for and you know being clear on that can get blocked at times our throat chakra ability to communicate and then our heart, when he got down to the heart, because we're doing some clearing, which he works on, um, and you know, the third eye was like at 40%, he calls like an energy level, um, throat chakra at 20. Oh, okay, I thought I'd been communicating really well. He's like, yeah, there's some things that might be there blocking you. And then we got to the heart and he goes, yep, nothing there. I said, what do you mean, nothing there? And we'd done work, say, probably uh, eight months ago, and that was a big block in my heart. It, was, it felt like a blob. Yeah. I think I remember saying this a while ago. I envisaged like this black tar that was stuck in there. Mm. Yeah, really. I, yeah, just as just thinking about it. Mm. He goes, there's nothing there. There's 100%. What do you mean? He goes, your heart's like fucking open, man. Mm. And he goes, that's really great. And he goes, I can feel that. Mm. And, and then we worked our way down, you know, the solar plexus, the stomach as well, which, which harbors a lot of things. You know, harbors a lot of hate and angst and, you know, your ability to let go. So... 
and that was at about 60%, which you know, is quite good. Mm. And then the roots, the feet, you know, the, the bottom, the bottom, you know, mm. side of your body or bottom end, and yeah, being grounded and you know, um, putting out the roots and being okay with the world and life and itself was pretty good. So we we worked through that and clear those energies and. Um, we, we thought about the beam of light that comes through the head that works its way through the body through these places mm. uh, right through to the ground yeah so because we're energy right and um, yeah, it's just amazing to go through that and we, we we're talking about just manifesting like he's like well so what what's what's two years look like for you because he's spiritual but he's very like come on let's why are we here what do you want out of today mm. Fuck off, cool what do I want out? I don't know what I want out of. can we just tune into it he's like, what do you want it like do you know what I mean you don't have to know, but just mm. let's put it out. And I said, I want to, I don't want to be doing what I'm doing now mm. in two years. Yeah, well, that's good, but yeah, like, yeah. what are we talking about? What are we talking so, instead? Yeah. So helping others, you know, like, yeah, cool. So then we, we sort of hashed it out and, and we got to a point where I told him about, you know, I'm sort of coaching, you know, a team and, you know, I'm doing work with Al as well. And I said, it sort of put me more into a space where I always, knew it was possible but I potentially didn't believe in myself so there's a lot of shame around how I felt I didn't believe I couldn't do it and he said but that's that's always been there so manifesting that man so he goes think about that man that you want to be in two years he goes it can be tomorrow if you want and he goes I've been there and done that and I'm doing it and I'm like cool so we, we sort of spoke about it and then you think about all the times where like I'm inspired about my my goal, my my role, my sole purpose on this earth, is to is to serve others by selling help. It's as simple as that. Yeah, so I'm a server. Mm-hmm. I love to serve others, mm-hmm. um, and selling help by channeling large amounts of wealth and resources into a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the I'm the man in the middle. Mm-hmm. I can make that happen. Um, you are making. Yeah, well, I am. Yeah, I can. I am, and that was really inspiring. That's I said awesome. it's it's felt really good over time that I've I've discovered that, and I've seen little snapshots, and I've rubbed my hands and go, "Oh, is that really possible?" And he's like, "It's it's so possible mm. that you don't even understand it." And when we and I know I'm dragging on a bit, but well, I lo- I love what you're saying because it it ties back. And I remember I still clearly remember the conversation that um, the three of us were talking about when you have a clear what is it like a, um, a saying like a, a like a mission purpose yeah. language that you, you've got yeah and to me when I heard you say that that felt like it well it did and it was and as I was saying the last podcast is really hard to discover six months ago until mm. Al was talking about it. you talk about it all the time you know and I'm like oh, I've seen bits of it the beauty of finding that and this is this is the absolute gold is that when I talk to people about this, there is absolutely no ego. Mm. Fucking mm. nothing. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. I feel so comfortable. Like, like, and he said, you know, you're just going to walk into rooms and go, hey, I'm just going to need everyone's attention just for two seconds. So then your male archetype's going to come out, you know, rigid, structured, fucking on point. Mm. And then you start talking about, you know, the feminine side of things as well, which is that nurturing and giving back. And he goes, it's going to feel so natural. You're not going to question, did I over-talk it? Was it too much? Did I not say enough? What do other people think? He goes, it all fucking goes away. Yeah. Don't also be thinking that for you. Don't yeah, and, he, no, but it, and, and, and it really, so I, I give no wind, energy or credence to anything else except for that cause. Yeah. Except for that. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's awesome leadership. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, it. And notice where it comes from first. Self. It does. Yeah. And I feel okay with that. And the other word was the holistic consultant. That's what I fucking am. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I am. I like it. Yeah. And the breadth of the area that I can cover with that and the impact I can have is fucking, it's ginormous. I've got to remember to use that word. So that, that idea of all for one and one for all mm. is holistic. It's a holistic. And and that's that's my that's my yeah. role title. That's who I am. I'm that's a holistic consultant. I plug people in fantastic. to wherever they need to be. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anything at all. Awesome. Yeah. So if you want to get in contact with, with Lou. With Lou. <laughs> um, you can go in. Yeah, you can. You can. Jeez, that felt like an ad for me. Yeah. How much do I owe you? You can't Syrian, can you? You can only Google it. So this is where Google's useful. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, you can also get through, uh, obviously, through our podcast as well. So rosslluke at gmail.com or direct to Luke. Yeah, any of us. Through LF Signs or, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you, gentlemen. I've I've enjoyed um, today's episode on (laughs) leadership and listening to Luke share his, his new. He was in the zone there. Yeah. I was, yeah. Absolutely. It was so much about that. Yeah. You could feel it. You could feel it here. I hope yeah. you felt it there. Yeah, so that nice. was a beautiful example of leadership that, uh, you know, starting with self and spreading to others. Thanks for listening. And can yeah. I comment by saying, I believe our waffle is more pointed these days. Directive <laughs> yeah. waffle. Yeah, I think, yeah, we restructured up a bit more. <laughs> I've listened and I might. And that was the earliest feedback we got, and I love it. I'm always mindful of it. So thank you. No, don't forget the waffle. You said that. The wa- I think the waffle's important because it, it brings... That's it often brings where the fun. gold is. Yeah. yeah. So usually there's a bit of waffle that gets to the point. So... Maybe we're um, just getting to the points faster. Mm. I don't know. It just feels more oh, pointed. The yeah. waffle feels more pointed. <laughs> Let's not try that. <laughs> so great it. work. Hey, guys, we're just waffling right now. <laughs> so, we're waffling towards so, the end. Yeah. Let's so wibble. So, so thank you all very much for, for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, and got as much out of today as uh, as we did. And look forward to catching you on the next one. Ta. Thank you. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross, L and Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact regarding the show, please reach out to us via email at rosslluke at gmail.com. That's rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com to check out L and discover what he can do for your team please visit his website alistairmcdonald.com.au and if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au this has been the Ross Allen Luke Show thanks for listening and have a spectacular day